0: And welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. Uh, My name is Emily, and I am glad you're listening. This is episode 114, and uh, I I don't always manage to record more than once in a week, um, but this week I am, and I thought this blog would be good to get out sooner rather than later. Uh, The news is happening so fast. And every minute is a different madness, <laughs> so it it's on if it, there's this like rush to be current, um I don't feel like I need to be current most of the time, but there's somehow like I don't know <laughs> you gotta encapsulate it as something in the moment before the moment is like something else entirely anyway this uh this post i I put a whole lot of trigger warnings on, but in fact it, you know. There's nothing in this post that is not actually in the news right now. Um, it just feels like the news should be a big trigger warning. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm not actually triggered when I'm reading the thing. And then like half an hour later, I'm, I'm just furious. Um, so that's why I, I was extra careful about uh, including some, hey, heads up. Just because it's crazy time. Anyway... So, if you, if you have had enough of all of the stuff that's in the news at the moment, and by the moment I mean here it is it's September the 26th, um, it, then this post is probably not for you right now. And this broadcast is not what you need. But probably what you need is like just a quiet room. And no, I don't know what you need. You you may need this post. What do I know? I don't know. Everybody needs different stuff. Um, So here it is. Uh, It is called, This Post is One Big Trigger Warning. If you're a woman, you're probably totally triggered right now. And I hope you're taking care of yourself and not actually reading anything on the internet. Including this. Trigger warning. All of it. Anyway, here we go. I thought I was younger, but when I looked up the dates of Anita Hill's tribulations in the Senate, I discovered I was not the young teen I thought I'd been, but 18 and in college. I thought I was younger because of how much those hearings impacted me. I thought I was only just learning about the bizarre sexual politics of the adult world, but I guess I'd already gotten an inkling. I'm thinking a lot about my teen self and how she experienced Anita Hill's experience for reasons that are probably obvious, given what's going on in the Senate now. Those who are teens now are much savvier than we were and are already full participants in the digital world. Emma Thatcher's tweet is incredibly self-aware. She said, Hello, female high school student here. I would just like to say that the emergence of this whole teenage boys should get a pass because they're not mature enough to understand consent narrative is probably one of the most unsettling things I have ever witnessed. That's Emma Thatcher on Twitter. While the content is different, this response reminds me of my experience of the Hill hearings. In that case, the picture the hearings painted of the working world ahead of me did not make me relish the prospect of growing up into it. As Katie Anthony said in her blog post, this is what triggered looks like, I am also triggered. I have been trying not to be, trying to pretend that none of this has anything to do with me, but in fact, I am triggered, triggered, fucking triggered by all the rape apologists coming out of the woodwork. The subtext of much of what I hear coming out of the GOP defenders amounts to... Who among us hasn't raped someone, or at least tried? Who among us hasn't covered the mouth of someone to stifle their screams? There are GOP women saying this sort of thing is completely normal and happens all the time and there's nothing to see here. Someone call some more hearings. I think we have a whole lot of cold rape cases to prosecute. But why am I triggered? No one ever did anything so horrible to me as what happened to Dr. Ford. I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. And I suppose that's what's triggering me. I have some intense survivor's guilt. I was always a hair's breadth away from such an event. There's been a lot of talk of this was the 80s. It was different back then. And sure, I suppose it was and realizing retroactively how many rapes I dodged is part of what's freaking me out about all of this. It's also making me furious. I mean, I am finally getting some perspective on the teen sexuality of the 80s and early 90s, and I have realized that it was a goddamn war zone. Rape and sexual assault bullets were just whizzing past me, and I just happened to have never caught more than a light grazing. Meanwhile, so many of my peers ended up with bullets lodged deep and scars that will never heal. I mean, sure, I knew at the time that boys were encouraged to try to push past girls' boundaries, and it was up to girls to figure out how to avoid getting raped. But I think we all recognize how Dr. Ford's experience goes that extra-awful mile. At least all the women do. Yes, if you were a girl who wanted to make out with boys in the 80s, you probably got really good at moving hands away from places you didn't want them, at pushing boys away, at saying stop, at saying no. All the rapes I missed so narrowly are coming forward in the current climate. What's cycling through my brain and body are all the times I had to raise my voice, push harder, shout get out of the car, call a taxi, or walk swiftly away. If only one of those boys had turned up the music or covered my mouth or decided he enjoyed a fight, I'd have not been so lucky. It would have only taken one. What I find myself turning over is how I experienced sexuality entirely on the defensive as a young woman. Every time I went on a date, I was fully prepared to defend myself against rape, and I fully expected to have to. Every time. Where was the joy in sexual intimacy? I had no idea such a thing was even possible then. There was no opportunity for pleasurable exploration. There was no hope for shared experience in that paradigm. Boys tried to get some, and it was up to girls to stop it. That's just boys-will-be-boys stuff. Like most of the women I know, these proceedings of the last week or so have made me furious in ways I thought I'd figured out how to manage these last couple of years. I was mad about Kavanaugh's nomination before this parade of rape apologists began. Now I have become a mass of stones just ready to smash anything before me. I am stone piled upon stone and I want to smash things to dust. After discussing my rage with my therapist, I told her she'd done a public service by seeing me as I was now a lot less likely to murder random men on the street for no reason at all. Before I got some mental health care, I was ready to go full diet land on any unknown man I saw, extra points for total destruction if he was in a fancy suit. Luckily, I did get some mental health care and I am in reality not interested in violence, but not everyone is so lucky. And I'm going to guess that a lot of women have recently developed murderous impulses that they never imagined before. The rage is real. It is powerful. It reaches backward and forward in time. I am furious for the current moment and for what happened to Dr. Ford and all the other victims in the past and what's happening to them now. I'm furious about the rape culture of the past that is so much worse than I realized. I'm someone who knew that one in three women would be raped in her lifetime, even back in the 80s, but somehow didn't put it together until I saw Adrian Truscott's amazing show that that also meant one in three men were probably rapists. Hashtag not all men, just 33% of them. I'm furious about that for the past and for the present moment. I'm furious about the teenagers getting these messages now and furious about the messages I got when I was a teenager. I'm furious about the cupcakes that Kavanaugh's wife handed out to the press. I'm furious that hashtag way I didn't report is necessary and furious that so many women feel like they have to disclose some of the most painful moments of their lives in order to save the country. I'm furious that I can't really bear to read the writing of some of my favorite women writers right now because we are all furious at once and I have to regulate how much rage I can be exposed to each day so as not to accidentally self-immolate. I'm furious that I am here writing about sexual assault again even though I don't want to write about sexual assault but I have to because I will be furious either way and it's better to get this out of me than allow it to fester. I'm furious about what the future will hold if this doesn't change now. I'm just fucking furious, and furious that I have to be furious some more. I do not know when this fury will end. And that makes me furious. Hey friends, are you still here? (laughs) You still with me? I... uh... I hope so. Or or not. I maybe I I hope you're like in a bubble bath with a glass of wine or something. I don't know. <laughs> um or just, you know, out storming the the capital or or smashing things and something. Um yeah <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse, isn't it? It's just really like every second it gets worse and worse. It's so crazy. Anyway, I read a really lovely article that I'm gonna recommend um, to everyone, not not just those who are triggered by this, um, but uh, those who are in support of people who are triggered by it. Um, and if you're if you're listening from outside of this crazy country, i'd I, i'm i'm i i am i am i do not know what to say except for like um thank you for for sticking with this madness and um for your support from afar it is it is it's 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 rough in here right now um so thank you for existing and for reminding us that there are other places in the world um so appreciate much appreciated <laughs> international listeners. Thank you. Um, so well, the article I was going to recommend to you for everybody, um, is called how to, oh goodness, what is it called? How to support your loved ones during hell week. Um, it's on, uh, katie katie Um, Katie is K T K A T Y K A T I K A T E. Um, it's Katie Anthony as the writer who I also mentioned in this, um, piece. Uh, she's really helpful to me right now. <laughs> I feel like her rage it, it matches my feeling and the like need for not rage at the same time. Um, like the support is, yeah. Anyway, so if you need, if you feel like you need to like p- pass on how to help, that article is great. It's also just good if you if you if you have no support. It's still good to read um, because you can support yourself. You're your own loved ones, friends. I hope. <laughs> uh, anyway, I recommend that for you if you are needing needing it. So um, the song for today, I have learned. Um, so I wrote this piece two days ago, and I. Two days ago? Three days ago. Anyway, recently. And um, I waited to podcast it because I didn't have this song ready. I had to learn it in the last couple of days. Um, and because it's the only song that can go here. Um, and this song is uh, by uh, a woman called Dionne Ferris. She had a few hits in the 90s. Um, and this song is Don't Ever Touch Me Again. There are really not very many songs about uh, assault or sexual assault or rape or any of those things, Um, at least from the woman's perspective. (laughs) Um, And I'm not exactly sure what, you know, what the story behind this song is. Um, I do know that this was the song that I went to um, when I ended up in some situations where I felt particularly... Furious about lines crossed or trust violated. Um, You know, like an instance where like a a really good friend who, you know, didn't have space in the apartment. So I slept in his bed and then I woke up and he's all over me. And I'm like, what the hell? I've known you for years. And then all of a sudden in my sleep, you're going to anyway. I believe I listened to this song about 27 million times after that incident. Um, so it, 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 it is, it is the go-to for me, this song, um, in those situations. Luckily I haven't had to go to this song in quite some time. Um, but it was, uh, it was good to, to, to return to it. Cause it, it is, I think it's important. Um, and I, 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 I would love for Dionne Ferris to have a, a bit of a comeback. She was lovely. I had this whole album, and I, and I loved it. Um, so come back, Dionne Ferris, We love you. Uh, anyway, this is uh, Don't Ever Touch Me Again.
1: She screams out every night in a billion tears. In desperate fear that you're somewhere near Faulting her action for all that's occurred Wanting to tell all never saying a word Cause she believes you're her hero She wants to believe you still love her But if you persist, she just might hurt you, so I suggest you refrain and don't ever touch me again, don't ever touch me again. Pure insanity
0: Releasing
1: the anger The hurt, heartache, and rage No more feeling like an animal stalk, trapped, and caged Cause she believes she's a survivor She knows that she's on the right track But just do remember She's a beginner so i suggest you refrain and don't ever touch me again don't ever touch me again don't ever touch me In fear of the presence, the power it has Realizing there's always a calm before the storm But there's no one left to keep her from harm Cause she is unable To distinguish one from another all she knows is she's not gonna let it happen again You should have left this one alone But I bet you won't ever touch her again Don't ever touch her again Don't ever touch me again Don't ever touch her again. Again